Hey, this is Tim McKernan, and I am here with Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, and I have been a longtime Design Air client. What separates you guys from everybody else? It's becoming more common for companies to just get their foot in the door. They try to come up with different ways to upsell. They try to see how much they can make off of a customer as opposed to, hey, we're in there to do a service. We're going to do it well. We're going to do it for a fair price. I don't know how many emails I have received from our listeners who experience the incredible customer service Design Air Heating and Cooling provides. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222, because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Hey, rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the morning after on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the morning after STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 1107 in St. Louis, you are listening to The Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios. Welcome to the Munganass St. Louis Acura. Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Sullivan Vaughn, the Plowhawk. And Action Jackson with you on the program. He's in the Horton Watkins studios. Ken Strode is not available today, Doug. So no. We'll... It's I thought I saw him. He ducked he, in and out, I guess. He'd been here for, he'd been here for 35 minutes. <laughs> um, I couldn't quite make it on time. We Give your set. thoughts. EDF group text inbox 314-881-TMA5. Call in 636-9004-TMA and email in for the design air, heating and cooling email of the day. And I guess become a friend of the feather. No. Oh. 51 people are waiting for us on YouTube. Really? Yep. Just to make sure we're not late. That's right. Hold us accountable. Mm-hmm. And four of the five are on time. He's That's about what you about... want. On the Riz show, four out of five are usually on time. He's got to be yeah, taking about 80%. a poop, right? Like... It's I don't complete... think so. Here's the thing. Iggy is now in hibernation mode when it comes to smoking. So he goes down to the basement level. Mm-hmm. You will not see him out hanging out by the fountain no, sir. until Masters Week. Right. Masties. I know. I can't wait for that commercial. What time will you yeah. guys be breaking down the STL Today top story? Andre Ganillo's Fall League relief outing? That's from Just Don't Press Push. Doug, what time would you like to break that down? Is his what outing now? His his, uh, fall league relief outing. Fall league relief outing. What what does that even mean? (laughs) Let me go and see what's going on. His fall league relief outing. Oh, here it is. It is the top story. Cardinals prospect Andre Guerrero allows two runs in relief outing. Fall league report. Oh, fall league. Tip of the cap to the texture. Who sent that in? Uh, Just Don't Press Push. Okay. Doug, God, break it down. So we're being told that yet another superstar is on his way because he had a big day in a minor league. Oh, he allowed two runs in the relief. Oh. Day. So this he's is Andre Granillo. Yeah. It is a little eye-opening. Slow sports you are to, day. Well, there's no NFL team, no NBA team. <sighs> Hockey hadn't one. started, although it starts tonight. Bob. Not for the Blues, but it starts. Uh, ben Fredrickson on Luther Burden for Heisman. That's actually uh, pretty well, legit. Well, because it's so slow, I'm just afraid that there's any, not any kind of scenario at all where I'm going to be much good to use. Adjustments are abound for SLU's new center from China. Okay. They got a guy from China? 
Do you see that top high school Chinese prospect? No. Dude, he hit, he broke the record uh, in Japan, I think, excuse me, in Japan for high school home runs with 140, and instead of going... 140 home runs in high school? My word. Yeah, One yeah, year? No, in his career. No. And instead of going and getting paid in Japan professional league, he has opted to come to the States, study abroad, and play college. Yeah, why wouldn't you? But he hasn't picked the university. University? You, yeah, you don't see that too often. That's pretty cool. If he's that good, don't you think he'll just get... Signed right out of high Dog, school. Dog, have you seen this guy? No. He's Babe Ruth. He wears number three. He is huge. <laughs> You've got to look him up. And he he's is Japanese insane. or Chinese? Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. The, yeah. And his dad is the coach, and his dad actually coached so Shohei Otani. Oh. Fun fact. Yeah. So he's obviously coming to the Cardinal because he's heard of Lars Newtbar. Oh. Gosh, that was a shot at Lars. But no, so I thought that was a fun story. If we're looking for stories, we're reaching. Yeah. If he's that good a hitter. Sign him now. Take some of that international he looks money. He 25. Does he? Well, the guys that are superstars usually look a little older than everyone else. Usually more mature physically. 250 pounds. He's a beast. Left-handed hitter? Yeah. Just like the babe. I, the he looks babe. like Babe Ruth, man. I'm not <laughs> kidding. It's hilarious. You'd love it, Doug. Yeah. Well, maybe we can land him. 142... In high school, divided by, high school career, so. divided by four years, how, how many is that? 34? 34 home runs a year in high school. You're talking probably 1.2 home runs a game, 1.3 home runs yeah. a game. Pretty good. Because kids here, a high school season is maybe 20 games. Yeah, I'm thinking 20 to 25 probably yeah. is about right. Every other one rained out. <laughs> huh. You should see the high school field they play, and it looked like a professional league, and he looks like he's 25. <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, that's fun. Yeah, that Back is to you, Tim. fun, fun. You saw a little story on that, did you? Saw it this morning, <laughs> yeah. Uh, get involved on the program. Friends of the Feather have already chosen to do so. Maybe it's not as supportive as you'd, as you'd expect it to be. Huh? <laughs> they are involved. Mug and ass sponsor the 7 o'clock hour, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. Go to stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com to go shopping. And you know what you need to do? What? Text Jamie Burkhardt at 314-252-0029. Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganes. Ryan Seiberg, closest to the pin winner at the Hit and Giggle. Yeah, he can play. He can play. He's a ball striker. Yes, he is. Uh, it's Munganes, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. Even if you didn't get your car from Munganes, get it serviced at Munganes, St. Louis Acura. And Alton Toyota, sponsor of our 7 o'clock hour. Jackson, tell the people about Mark Hanna. I was texting with that Mark Hanna yesterday. Love texting with Mark Hanna. Love talking with Mark Hanna. I work with him. He is my financial guy. Uh, first phone call I ever had with him, I remember I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I know I need somebody in my corner. And after like 10 minutes of talking with Mark, I'm like, I know this is the guy for me. Make a little plan. He learns about you personally. He doesn't give you just a cookie cutter plan based on your salary, your age. He wants to learn about you. And then if you have to make changes down the road, he can help you out with that. You get on the phone with him. Tell him I got a lot of stuff going on. Maybe I need to change this up. He'll give you some great strategies because he is the great communicator. That's why I work with Mark Hanna. That's why you should work with Mark Hanna. He's so good. 314 or go online at evergreenstl.com. He really is first class. Can't say enough good things about him. Everyone needs a financial advisor. Everyone truly needs a financial advisor. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503. We have our TMA shop at tmastlshop.com. I have a shirt on under it. Plowick, do you have yours? You have yours. I have Let me mine. unbutton my midriff. I got it, but I got it. You guys got a three quarters. This is why we need a three quarters. Look at my boy. Zip. Look at my boy breasts. What does it say there? 
St. Louis, Louis in the morning after. Morning the little, what do you call that? The little shoot? You can yeah. see it. Look, if you're on YouTube, look at him. Look at him. Nice. I have breast drawn on my back. Mm. See, aim. This is, aim. This is where a quarter zip would go. Or three <laughs> it would, right zip. there. That's a hoodie you got. Yeah. And we got it all it's available. So TMSTLshop.com. A uh, couple of new ones uh, coming out. Everything is 10% off when you check out automatically at TMASTLshop.com. All right, let's see what we got. Uh, does the burnt orange old man in the corner have a hoodie that says weirdo? No look oh. at me there. That's from Mr. Bojangles. He's not happy. It does say weirdo on his, on his hoodie. It's not orange, it's red. Though. Rizzuto show. What does that mean? I, well, it's the Rizzuto show sweatshirt. Nice. I, I cross-promote. Well, that's a show that's in direct competition with ours. I don't think so. Well, it's all at the same time. We have our, our audience. They have theirs. Think about that. Okay. Some people like things, and some yeah, people don't like other things. It was on that road. It all gets down to that. To the, like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much the theme of life. Some people like things. It some really is. Some people don't like other things. Producer Joe he broke is the down. Dalai Lama. Yeah. Oh, man. He really is. You could walk to the Himalayan mountains to <laughs> talk to a Sherpa and not get advice any more wise than that. Right. You just go, okay, that kind of breaks it down. <laughs> and then also, I feel like another, yeah, here's my here's my wisdom experiences on this program or affiliated with this show over the number of years. Some people like things. Some people don't like other things. Yes. At Prod Joe, mm-hmm. Jim Edmonds saying, well, since we're not in the clubhouse, and we don't really know what the situation is. We really don't have a right to talk about it. <laughs> like, ooh, that just blew yeah, up the yeah. whole industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bert Kaufman, the late great Bert Kaufman, never get into public war of words with a known compulsive liar, <laughs> pathological yeah, liar. I think that was sense. like. Uh, mm-hmm. And also Bert Kaufman. I think these are my Mount Martin Rushmore officially. Never waste time on something with no upside. Mm-hmm. I've really been living by trying to live by that anyway for the last decade. So there's my Mount Rushmore of TMA show lessons. Doug, would you like to to add any? Uh, well, when you get those kinds of pearls of wisdom, it's hard to just throw something else up there to think that it might match that. So I think I think that's the four. And Certainly breaking. number one is some people like things. Yeah. Some people don't like it. It's almost things. like the pillar. Like you, you mm-hmm. look at those four pillars. That oh, yeah, Spags had those. It's the very foundation. Yeah. And then me breaking down... Why that shouldn't be your mom? You oh yeah, that kid who went mm-hmm. to the, was no, with that yeah, you don't good. have a mom because <laughs> why? Why don't you have a mom? Because you're not married. Or... I don't remember what I said. <laughs> it's loading. It made no sense. Well, first of all, you don't have a mom because you're not married, so your kids don't have that mom that you're dating. <laughs> Put that, on, that put that on a trucker hat and sell it. <laughs> Just to break down the sentence would be difficult. Be great, dude. You don't have a mom. Jackson, any life advice you've gotten in your, what are we approaching, three years on the program? Yeah. Gangster Pete told me, don't, oh, yeah. don't care about the opinions of people who don't know you personally. So all the listeners. Well, some listeners know me personally. Yeah, Pete. Uh, like uh, Sweet Sweet Kai. Yeah. Oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah, these Herb's are people. Hog. These are people I knew before working on the show. I've met people who listen to the show after I started working, and now I know them personally. Yeah. What about any balloon party listeners? Um, the only balloon party listeners I know also listen to TMA. Grape ape auto detailing. Yeah, we're like internet friends. I don't know if you count that. Doug, do you count internet friends? Uh, 
I guess that, I guess so. That that honestly isn't even like that's too strong of a word. I don't know him. He's just some guy who texted into 101 and hates me. So I don't, <laughs> why does he grape, hate you? Grape ape is his name. Grape ape auto detailing. He texts in as his business account. Yeah, <laughs> and hates Jackson. <laughs> he hates everything. Yeah. Yep. So well, I like having my car auto detailed. Oh, you want me to talk to the grape ape? Yeah. He probably hates me too if he hates Jackson. No, is you it? like hockey. Oh, yeah, is that, that was. What it uh, is? We had Jeremy Rutherford on yesterday, and at the end of the interview, Jackson, in uh, what the 101 audience took offense to, asked why uh, shifts in hockey are only about 90 seconds, and uh, and then uh, pointed out that uh, NBA players running up and down the floor. Oh gosh! Uh-oh. Oh, oh yeah, man, it I love the take. And, and, didn't, and it didn't. Uh, and it didn't go well. Well, all I was, I was just basically, oh. I was just. <laughs> I was just kind of asking. I was like, all I ever hear about is like how like hockey players. Like I never stop hearing about how hockey players are the toughest players, like toughest guys in the world, and like how dare you question them? But like, why do they only play 90 seconds at a time? Hello. That's from hello. We're having issues. And 90 seconds can be a long shift. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I don't know. They might be tough, the but, they, but they're gassed. Well, they're not always gassed, but the rules are such that you're allowed to shift to uh, switch players, and if you want them going absolutely 100% every time they need to, you might as well take advantage of the rules and have fresh legs out there all the time. Understandable. Guys, don't tell this audience that Internet friends don't count. It would hit too close to home for the vast majority. <laughs> That's from the reluctant cock. Oh, man, yeah. I think if you message regularly with somebody... On the internet, that would count as friends. Like Becky Weisberger. Yeah. I mean, people used to make phone calls with certain people and that they were I, friends. Yeah, I think you have to bro I think you have to like cross that threshold. Like you have to start talking on the phone or FaceTime or something before you can really be friends. Here's some words of wisdom for that crabbing skank pig in Baltimore. Oh. Bite down hard, you little twink. I got my skipper hat on, and I'm rock hard, you little deadliest catch bitch. Doug, that's the recovering alcoholic from Belleville in Webster Grove. Who's he talking about in Baltimore? I think sweet, sweet guy. Oh. <laughs> he moved to Baltimore. Nice. Yep. Rugged city. And now he just crabs. That's a rugged city there, Baltimore. It's a lot like St. Louis of the East Coast. Similar size. That's it. That's all I have on that. Yeah, bye <laughs> Hey, Virgin, I don't see NHL players sitting out games because they are quote-unquote tired. You make me sick. Redeem yourself and have anal. That's from the oh, Warzone Woods Gosh. Hmm. Redeem yourself by having anal. <laughs> Hockey players don't sit out because they need the money, bro. Got to grind. Oh, that oh, was a shot at the income gosh. of NHL players. Yeah, these guys in their 20s making a million dollars a year or more. Oh, well, hockey so contracts are going crazy. Well, soccer players go up and down the field for 90 minutes. But jogging much of the time. Well, at least they're jogging. Well, you think a hockey player like a defenseman, once he clears the puck, he's just sitting there? Well, sometimes. But again, the rules are, are different. If you come out in soccer, you're out. And you've lost that player. Don't if you can skate quickly to a bench and have someone else who's at 100%, why wouldn't you? I was mostly just trying to poke the bear. Oh. Okay. Well, it got poked, apparently. Yeah. I just say, oh, so tough. Get in. 
Stay in there for a little bit. Hey, Tim, whatever you do, don't tell this audience that Jackson hates Caddyshack. That's from Drew, the Barbary Pirates. I don't. I love Caddyshack. People are so dumb, bro. <laughs> People uh -oh. are so dumb, bro. Cool that off. <laughs> There's another shirt. <laughs> People are so dumb, comma, bro. Well, why do they think that you hate Caddyshack? I just said it was like because the 80s is a weird time for movies, and Caddyshack is an example of a weird It's a great movie, but it's kind of weird. Like the whole, like the plot is weird. Well, the plot of a lot of comedies are farcical and weird. Right, but this one started as one movie and ended as another. It was written as one movie and finished as another. And that was just a, a, what do you mean? a sign of the times. Well, it was originally like about the kids, like the caddies, and then they realized they had way funnier actors in Dangerfield and Ted and So I. they changed the film midway? Yeah, because they realized they had Bill Murray for a week. They're like, let's get as much of Bill Murray as we can. And so that's much more prominent in the film where like... Carl Spackler. Right, where like... Uh, so just because they changed a little, that, that affects your enjoyment of the movie? Not at all. I love the movie. It's just, it's weird. There's, like, weird plot holes. Like, the pregnancy thing is weird. It's just, it's, it's... I think you're overthinking it. Is that a newer point? I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> just, I, this is just my opinion. Thanks right. for nothing, Noonan. Right. Like, that, that was that offensive to the Irish? Uh, probably not. Like, no. you could the eliminate Irish that... Irish allowed to be offended. <laughs> <laughs> you could eliminate that character completely. It doesn't change the, the movie at all. And this stooge tried to alibi around it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're really breaking these down. Yeah, I didn't know about that movie, but I still love it. I do. T it's like probably my favorite sports movie. It's a funny movie. F you. Stop analyzing like it's an Orson Welles movie. Mm. It's from Chairman Steve and Wildwood. I can do whatever the hell I want. Oh, Put that off. God. New T-shirt. I expect there's been a lot of comedies that have been made where they get halfway through it and they go, wait a minute, this is not working, but this is working. Right. So let's go with that. Right, but it also, like, that movie is very much fueled by cocaine. Oh, like 100%. Fueled by cocaine? 100% of it, dude. Right, and no, How like, no. How can you say that? Have you watched the uh, National <laughs> Lampoon's, I've, like, I've read literature on it, and there's oh. first-hand sources that'll tell you that that movie was Well, I bet there's a lot of movies where the actors and the people were on cocaine yeah, in the Yeah, the 1980s. 80s. Yeah, that's why the 80s were a weird time for movies. Because of the White Horse? Yeah. Dude, Chevy wow. Chase had a story, like, it was on the National Lampoon's one, to where they were trying to get clean, like, in a remote island, and they couldn't. They called their buddy, and they had him, like, airdrop tennis balls full of cocaine. No way. <laughs> really? Dude, yeah. like those people? And that was right after Caddyshack. They were trying to make another movie. I, I forgot what it was. Probably Caddyshack 2, which was one of the worst movies ever. The great Jackie film. Mason. God, it was horrendous. Couldn't Everyone make was worse. looking forward to it so much because the first one was such a classic. Can't wait for this. We saw it and said, oh, my God, that's horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Dan Aykroyd tried to be another Bill Murray with a different accent. It's yeah. awful. Dan Aykroyd's okay as a straight man, mm. but just as, a, as the comedic center of a movie, I don't, I don't think he can, he can pull that off. I don't know. Have you seen Christmas with the Cranks? I don't dude. believe so. <laughs> dude kills it. Half kidding. I like the movie, but I... Christmas with the Cranks? <laughs> yeah, I do believe Dan Aykroyd is uh, one of the, the fathers. Father Crank. I've never heard of it. Can I get a Fueled by Cocaine t-shirt? Thanks. Ah. That's from the 773. <laughs> Jackson also dismissed Mr. Mom and the Whoopie. That's from the birthday hawk. I've never seen Mr. Mom. 
to be fair. Doug, can you believe it? We got somebody on the show who hasn't seen Mr. Mom. I no. Doesn't sound like a flick that'd be up my alley. <laughs> was with the great Michael Keaton, yeah. Terry Gar, and Martin Mull. Mm, I like Martin Mull. Jeffrey Tambor before he was Hank Kingsley. Yeah. You know what I started? And there was a whoopee. I don't know if you guys have seen, have you guys seen Twin Peaks? Yeah, the David Lynch show. I saw the movie. I'm watching the Been show. To the restaurant. I'm watching the show, and it's really good. Is it? Mm-hmm. Like made in the '80s, I think. My favorite, not favorite actresses, but favorite actresses that I always wanted to see naked, and she got naked, and that was Maura Kelly. Who's Maura Kelly? Uh, oh, and that, and the show, Twin Peaks? Yeah. I don't know if I know who that is. I mean, I obviously would if I saw you. Well, it'd be the movie, not the TV show. Oh. You see a good-looking girl, and you want to see her naked. Oh. <laughs> Guys, the 1982 Cardinals were also fueled by cocaine. Well, That's they were, apparently. Oh, man. Every, everybody in the 80s was... Not everybody. <laughs> well, not... I, I'm just... The 1986 Mets fueled by cocaine. Possibly, yeah. I, I would imagine if... a number of the A's postseason teams fueled by cocaine. Right. That led to some great baseball and some odd movies. Yeah. Doug, maybe we should do some lines. I, I'm telling you, I never oh, saw it. what an orgy. I never <laughs> saw it. I was never at a party where anyone had it, ever. It's amazing. At, like, you know, some of the major bars and clubs, it was, like, literally handed out on, like, mirrors as if it was oh, water. That, oh, you're getting that from a movie or a TV show. Hey, twisted very much against the law. Hey, twisted femurs. Now they're calling Jackson twisted femurs. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, twisted femurs. You ever see Dragnet with Tom Hank and Danny Ack? Great movie. You know you love when my church wife pegs you. That's oh, from The Recovering Alcoholic. <laughs> I've never seen the film, though. The Recovering Alcoholic is in a dominant mood today. Tim Matheson was in my one of the best movies of all time, one of the worst movies of all time. He was in um, Animal House. Yeah. Great movie. Then he was in a movie <coughs> called The Dreamer, a movie about a bowler. And it was the worst movie ever made. Was it really? I don't know. There's a lot of bad movies that have been made. Caddyshack, too. Yeah, that's up there with Dreamer. And now he's in Virgin River, that miniseries that's on Netflix or Tim HBO. Matheson? Yeah. Watch some of that a little bit. And it got depressing. Everybody was getting cancer or brain tumors. Or does, everyone was dying from something horrible. I said, I'm not going to watch this. That's not entertaining. I don't get Netflix. They raise your price, and then they take all the good shows away, and then make you watch, like, the Netflix things that are 80% of the time pretty bad. I don't know what Netflix strategy is, but I, I was out on that. Well, a lot of companies are taking their IP back. Yeah. Like The Office was on Netflix forever, and then Peacock started, so they're gonna, NBC took their IP back. Office, Parks and Rec, yeah, yeah, there was a ton of yeah heavy hitters. So I get I get, I get, get that. Paramount like, did the same thing. Raising the price and then banning people from using other people's accounts, not a good look. <laughs> it's almost like they're in it for the money. <laughs> banning people from pirating our signal? What the hell's up with that? I guess you're right. Doug. I don't know why the yeah. Three Stooges aren't on any streaming service. How are you, honey? <laughs> Probably because everyone has seen them all. Doug doesn't even want to get involved in That's this. That's all right, but all these movies that are on Netflix and Hulu, I mean, they've seen them a thousand times, but yeah. let's just put the Stooges on some streaming service. Everyone will watch some Stooges. There it is. Could be. There's one that I don't know what it, it may be Hulu. You got to pay for them. Why am I paying you for You got to pay to watch the three Stooges? Why am I paying for Hulu if I got to pay for this to watch it? 
Couldn't you just go on YouTube and watch the Three Stooges? You could, but I'd rather have a streaming service. I can do it whenever I want. Well, YouTube streaming service on your TV. I know. You gotta, you know for some reason, when I, I use my controller and I want to type something into Hulu to search, it, it, it takes forever to move it up. Then I can't move it right in the cursor. And then if I miss a letter, there's I don't know what where the thing is to go back and delete that letter. Oh. So it's really a pain in the ass for me. I am tired. <laughs> it is kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine going out. Well, I shouldn't have to type on my TV. Yeah, it can be a hassle to call up what you want to watch. Yeah, I'm watching Gilmore Girls again too. I'm excited. You're excited about that? <laughs> I love it. It got done with uh, Pretty Little Liars and uh, Gossip Girl. Did you? Mm, kind of hitting them all. Mm-hmm. Hitting all the teen dramas. Pretty good. Well, I'm glad you're excited about that. Thanks, Doug. I'm rewatching Homeland. You're rewatching it. I've already seen it, but I'm going to watch it again until okay. Billions is over, then I'll go back to Billions. Yeah. This show feels like it's been on for an hour and a half, and I looked at the clock and we're on 25. <laughs> well, we're just running down the TV shows we watch. That's all. <laughs> this is what happens when the Cardinal season's over and the Blues haven't started. That is true. I'm excited to watch. Bedard versus Crosby tonight, though. Hockey starting tonight, correct? Yes, it yeah. does. Yeah. I saw about 50 promos of it during the Packer game, so I do believe it in tonight. At the Gatesworth, they have people who type on the TV for you. Go there! Oh! It's the caller Buzz, Doug, and he won the Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month mm. in June. They would actually have someone walk up and, and handle the remote for you? Uh, Buzz <laughs> also won Best Dressed in the... Uh... Oh, yeah, he did. I don't know how. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I mean, did you see the outfit? I don't no, even remember. No, what was you wearing? <laughs> yeah, some floral shirt with baggy shorts and a pair of yellow socks. Mm. And Mr. Smith won it in the morning version, right? Yeah, he did. With his purple yeah, outfit. Yeah, purple combination. Yeah. That's swinging like the Dickens, apparently. <laughs> Guys, what's a show for the dumbs? Thanks, that's from the Afton Altar Boy. Anything we just... Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them out there. A lot of them out there for that. Speaking of swinging, I sent Jackson a uh, link yesterday for audio. I don't know if we put it in there. Doug, let's get it. the audio. I don't know. Is that still in there from yesterday, Jackson? Oh, damn it, I forgot to cut it. Oh, oh no. Jackson. Well, okay. well it's a swingers club. Nice Lord lady Lord. and her husband come up and ask me to join him in the pool. I'll go cut it right now. There was a lady giving etiquette on a swingers club in uh-huh. Fort Lauderdale. I think it's called the Trapeze. Doug Trapeze. Okay. Did they cuss in it? I can just pull it up here. No, it's not. I don't know where I found it. Somebody sent it to me, so I sent it to Jackson. I thought it was pretty funny. Nice. It's kind of like what happened to Hito. Can I cut it in the break? Because I don't really want to go down the hallway. And... Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. It's... It's, it's on Instagram. It's kind of hard to cut those clips. So I'll do it at the break. Sure. There is definitely swingers etiquette. Uh, yeah, and she gave it, and she kind of acted it out. She acted it out? Like she was, like was going to go into this room. It's the audio's funny. Boy, that sounds fascinating. <laughs> well, I mean, a woman was I, going to go into a room. Right after he finished, I stopped searching for it. <laughs> I gave. I clicked the X. It seems no, like a thin plot line. <laughs> I, I know we got a woman. Let's let's have her go into a room. Oh, you have to man. listen to it. I don't know if you can type up on YouTube. Ed- I, I typed it in, but I don't have Instagram like, on this <laughs> computer, and it, like won't. It'll play a little bit of it, but will not. 
forward play an entire... Now, what's that snack you're opening while you speak? Mini muffins. Just got done smashing a Swiss roll. I tell you what, all the... Smashing All the... Their brand of Swiss roll and mini muffins, Baker's Treats, Mm -hmm. they rival any hostess I've had. Wow. Go to Aldi for your snacks. Now, when you download so much sugar like that, do do you feel an immediate... Energy impact? No, had two yogis um, and a half of a cranberry bagel. Did you really? I think that's a good good start. Yeah, not bad. Get that sugar rush in and then mm. finish it off with a nice hearty lunch. Yeah, and go for, right for the candy. <laughs> I'm a kid, dude. I'm telling you, it's, yeah. it's bad. Well. I had little trail snacks, you know, gummy bears and airheads and Pringles. Like, it probably like what... Like, Tim would bring Jameson for, like, yeah. you know, like, daycare or something. So mm-hmm. <laughs> You're eating a can of Pringles now, are you? Uh, Doug, got uh, last night the uh, the Raiders played the Packers. Plowhawk's not happy about what he's got as far as a quarterback in Green Bay. But uh, Joe Buck had to fill in for Scott Van Pelt, who lost his voice. Oh, really? Yeah, and, uh, and so he had to host the pregame show along with his wife. Michelle, uh, we have some audio from that. What do we have here? It's good. All right. Good. We'll tease it and just play it now. And now to get you set for Packers Raiders, here's Joe Buck and the Monday Night Countdown crew. They're in Las Vegas, Tony. Yeah, that's a nice stadium, right? Come on, Kornheiser, fire it up. What do you mean, Wilbon? You're going to baseball. How dare you? This is Monday Night Countdown, live from Sin City, Las Vegas. A lot of bad decisions have been made in this little strip of real estate. We're hoping to make good ones here tonight. Is there anything he can't do? You could throw absolutely anything at Joe Buck. He hosted the Fox pregame show in 2006, did it for a year. I think hated it, and then that was the end of it. He wants to be at the games. Well, he was at the game. But so then he would leave the 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 set, mm-hmm. and then go and call the game. Or the game would be the three p.m. game, and so he would yeah. then go up to the booth and wait. Yeah, he can just handle absolutely anything. Uh, Troy Aikman said he was uh, excited about the Texas Rangers. Doug, they could advance to the NLCS or ALCS. Your pick mm-hmm. uh, this evening with a win over the uh, Orioles, uh, and. Uh, and then that led to an exchange on Monday Night Football between he and his broadcast partner, Joe oh. Buck. Let's take a listen. All right. Speaking of October, how about my Rangers? Now they're I'm on that bandwagon. You bet I am. I'll give you $100 if you can name four players for the Rangers. You know, there was a time when I didn't have to work with you in October. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what happened in those days. Yeah, those are long gone. You're stuck. <laughs> didn't didn't accept the challenge. <laughs> no. No. I love those two. Even though the Packers were losing, I still like that duo. Yeah, the, they'd probably be considered the best going now, I would think. They have been for a while for me, even when they were just doing Fox. Packers were always on yeah. Fox. Locally. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth were pretty good too. Yeah, I don't like Chris Collinsworth one bit. You, you could take that duo and... Don't dismiss them. They're out. Yeah. I don't like, I just don't, I, and I, I, Jim Nance is so unbelievable at everything, but mm-hmm. I do not like him in football. Why not? I like him calling golf. I like him calling basketball. Like, I, he's so good, but I just, 
find CBS, maybe at the broadcast of it. I don't know. I just didn't. I don't like Nance on. He's done with basketball, I think. Didn't he do his last NCAA tournament yeah. last year? Yeah. yeah, that's correct. Golf, he's yeah. wonderful. I mean, he couldn't he be is. better. He yeah. couldn't be better. So smooth. Friendly. Yeah. He's got a friendly personality on the air. Oh, I just, yeah, he is so good. Yeah. Troy Aikman is a beautiful man with those large hands. Doug, oh, that's the band fan page user burner. Here we go. He does have some big hands when he starts talking about the football game before they start. He puts those hands on like, God, they're like. You'd have to have a big hand to wrap it around the football. I picked up pick a couple it? of footballs at Rams camp a time or two, and I could barely get my hand around. I could barely throw the darn thing. It seems like they're much bigger than what I remembered as a kid, the footballs being. I mean, you've really got to have a big hand to, to be able to throw it very well. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a knock on Tony Banks. Remember that? He had small hands. Tony Bank. Man, he's also, Troy Aikman's probably 6'4", so you figure he's going to be a little bit bigger than the average guy with his hands. And that's our discussion on hand size. Lesbians love big hands, and I didn't know it till I was having cocktails with Janie the Lesbian one wonderful evening. Big hands on other lesbians? Yeah, they look for it. For hot finger play, I guess. Uh-huh. And which stands to reason once you think through it. Oh, but yeah. uh, she was interested in... Seducing, this is years ago, Doug. What year was it? 2000. Years. 15? I wouldn't know. Janie, you want to touch? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and uh, she goes, God, she's got great hands. And I go, What the hell's that matter? And she goes, Come on. She goes, We look for big hands. Son of a bitch. It all makes sense. Really? Oh. I think a hand is a hand. Think about that. I don't think I've ever noticed a woman with big hands. Well, it's because you're not getting fingered by them. Oh! Yeah. Long fingers, Doug? Oh, my gosh. Plowhawk, though. I'm guessing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Illinois Recovery Center is the new premier inpatient substance abuse facility in Swansea, Illinois. When it comes to the disease of addiction, getting help should not be as difficult as it currently is. The Illinois Recovery Center's mission is to be the receiving hand in the community when someone seeks help. The IRC delivers a comprehensive system of care that welcomes both the individual struggling and family alike. If you or someone you know wants to learn about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559 or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. Jackson, tell the people about Circa. Sure. The world's largest sports book in Las Vegas is now in Illinois. That's right. If you live here in St. Louis, just drive across the river real quick. Or if you already live in Illinois, sign up for the Circa Sports app. The Circa Sports app is sports betting the way it should be. Big app bets, 
high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. And of course, the best news of all is the Circus Sports app is now in Illinois. So you just go on over the river if you already live there. Do it, up, Dad. And they, and they encourage you to shop the lines. They encourage you to look at some other sports books, see the lines. They want you to do that. This is a sports betting app made by sports bettors. But I'm pretty confident you're going to like the lines over at Circa Better. They strive for that minus 110 on the money line. They don't want to get you with the minus 115, minus 120. Because if you're laying big money line bets, you want that minus 110. That's what they strive for at Circa. So visit CircaSports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB. To 833-234. Mentality is a local health care facility specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. Uh, it doesn't matter what age you are. Low testosterone can be an issue with any guy. And even if you've tried testosterone before, not everyone understands the blood chemistry in men's bodies. Mentality can help. The normal range for testosterone is large. If you've been to a doctor and they told you that you were normal without understanding the range or testing your free testosterone, it wasn't fully looked at. Come get checked with Mentality. Testosterone therapy helps men regain normal function and restores the ability to perform normally at all levels. Go to lowtusa.com. It's Mentality. I've been out there, and I experienced it quick, fast, in a hurry, getting tested. Friendly staff. It's Mentality at lowtusa. Dot com. Call in. Be a friend of the feather. Now. Do oh, it. Gosh. 636-9004-TMA. Do it. This is your chance. Well, what would you have a hot take about? We kind of blew <sighs> well, our hot takes on the Mizzou uh, Bill DeWitt uh, the third did an interview with the Business Journal. I Anybody see that? By no. Um... This uh, was posted yesterday afternoon, Doug. Kind of a surprising route to go. You know, the Cardinals canceled their um, postseason press conference that they have historically done. Oh, really? Yeah. Because they thought it might go poorly? <laughs> I don't. I, I, I read Derek Gould's chat, and he was saying the thought process was the last two months were basically the season wrap-up, whereas previous years they mm-hmm. had played in the playoffs or they were in contention until the end. And so, therefore, they, uh, his theory was they didn't feel a need to do it. Uh, in this article in the St. Louis Business Journal, uh, Bill DeWitt says, uh, while DeWitt says it's too soon to know how much the Cardinals will increase payroll, he expects the Cardinals will climb the rankings among MLB teams for payroll size. The Cardinals could sacrifice operating margin next year. DeWitt described that as the club's, quote, willingness, I would say, to look at a pretty difficult financial year in order to try to get this thing back on track, end quote. Still, the Cardinals will seek to have an operating profit each season, DeWitt said. Forbes estimates the Cardinals in 2022 had operating income of $43 million on revenue of $358 million. The club has had years where it's lost money and borrowed capital, DeWitt said. Most recently during the pandemic, which forced teams in 2020 to play a shortened season with no fans in attendance, DeWitt said one reason the Cardinals are budgeting for a decrease in revenue in 2024 is that season ticket renewals and ticket sales, which remain strong in 23, could be affected by the team's results this year. But he said the Cardinals plan to take steps to incentivize season ticket holders to renew their packages and expect the addition of new players in the offseason to generate enthusiasm that helps with broader ticket sales. That sounded horrible. Uh-oh. Well, right? there's like, truth, it, it, though. No, it, there, there is truth in that. And it's also him kind of saying, oh, we lost money one year out of the what, you know, 30 years I've owned it. You know, that one time, we know, you know, a global pandemic happened, I lost money. Yeah. 
Like, I don't like that. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I just... <laughs> well, you don't ever like to lose yeah. money, do you? I don't know why you brought it up. I, that's what my that's what my point is. Like, it wasn't for sympathy purposes. I don't think so, that. But it, it's almost like he he had that embedded excuse word vomit that he just kind of spewed right there. Just, yeah, we lost money during the pandemic. It's like, okay, the three or now four year, um, four years ago. Hmm. And the Bailey thing will come back. I, I bet you this roster is about the same. I bet you we see almost the same. One, uh, starting, one starting pitcher in free agency and a potential trade for a mid-level tier starter. I think they're going to give a lot of young guys the second opportunity. I think Libertor is going to start. I, I think we're going to see about the same. Well, and if I they think go we're into the season with Matthew Libertor as one of the starters, think, holy crap. I think we're going to hear about the same, too, when it comes February, and that's about the roster. I don't I don't see. They can say they're going to be chasing Aaron Noah. I I don't see them outbidding. You got the Yankees and Red Sox in absolute turmoil. They're going to overpay for players. Cardinals aren't going to compete with that, those teams. So they're going to finish second. They're going to finish third in the the bidding. You know, show the fans they tried. Get a mid-level starter, and I I, I think their outfield is going to be the same, exact same. Like it'll be Newt Bar Walker, O'Neal? whoever isn't traded. O'Neill may be traded. Carlson may be Donovan? traded. One of those two will be in there. Yeah, Donovan Edmond. It, uh, it's going to be the same roster. I think they're going to have to make some big changes. Going to have to. I mean, they weren't in the they weren't in the race from the middle of the season. Yeah, June it was over. When you finish in dead last place, 21 out, I think it was, you, you have to make some big changes. You have to. I hope they do. And we learned again from the, the Mets and the Padres that just because you spend the most money on players doesn't guarantee a darn thing. You've got to be smart about it. It's not always the biggest name player that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. So they'll go for that type of player, I'm sure. But oh, they're going I, bang I think for they your abs- buck. I, they I, absolutely, I know that, Doug. I'm uh, God, I don't know what. They absolutely to have to get at least three, three good pitchers. At least. Why do and you I say would, that? And I would th- because they have none now. <laughs> yeah, they, they, <laughs> Stephen Matz needs to have one of the. I mean, he ended strong, and again, we're going to be talking about that. That that could be that new headline. You know, in the dead days of winter, you're going to hear about Stephen Matz little warm up sessions. You're going to be looking good, and so I. I you're going to have to bank on Matt and Michael. Yeah, hopefully those I, are your insane. four and five starters. Well, Huck, they're not happy with you in the DF group text inbox. You have, you have it up in front of you. Do you want to address mm-hmm. any of the... I, I do not. I don't uh, care. You will, I don't uh, have you it will yield your time yeah. to the yeah, gentleman. You can certainly read it. Uh, Todd Reesing, Doug, you remember him, 2007 yeah. early. Yeah. There was nothing to what could have said that Darren wouldn't bitch about. Uh, Banty Boy in Bridgeton. I'm serious. Please make Plow take stop. No. Bring back Pepper and Genie so he has an outlet for his word vomit. It's so no. predictable. Cardinals suck take. That's in the Banty Boy I didn't in say, Bridgeton. I didn't say. I, I didn't, see, that's the problem. They just immediately get so defensive. I, I'm saying I want them to spend money. I'd like to see an Aaron or a Sonny Gray. My point is, I didn't. I, I, if DeWitt said, we're going to come out strong, this is not the year that we wanted, we're embarrassed, you know, the fans deserve better. We're going to spend money. We're going to go after free agent. Don't even name player. Just say you're going to go after starting pitching free agent. We're going to look at the trade market. What he said there was, I'm going to get you guys ready because I'm about to say the same thing in February, that money tight. This is a roster we built. We trust in the young guys. I want them to spend money. I didn't say they sucked. Look at on the field production. They suck. Like, that. 21 games out of first point, dead last. Like, it doesn't I, – that's not a bad take. They suck right now, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're going to spend the money they need to. I think Bailey's is the main thing, and I think they're 
invested in a lot of these young guys, Carlson and Neo, who haven't really produced. That's I, that's what I think is going to happen. What I want to happen is them to make the playoffs and have a, a solid pitching rotation, and you know that 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 would be awesome. I just don't think it's going to happen. I didn't come out here and say they suck, they suck, they suck. They do suck because they finished 21 games out. It's how they do it next year, and well, I don't think they're going to do much. Well, they got quite a bit of money off the books. Wainwright was making million. 17. Yeah. And Montgomery was doing okay, and Flaherty was mm-hmm. doing okay, and DeYoung was making like nine or ten million a year. He's gone again. So I was reading they, Derek Gould's chat on that topic. They're at about 140 million. Yeah. As far as committed dollars at the moment. And they want to be where? They haven't Two, said. They, they talked about increasing payroll last year, then kind of did, but kind of didn't, kind of. So I think they're probably not going to go back to that well. Yeah. Well, maybe the first thing they should do as is... Far as, as far as saying it publicly. They should fi- sign this heavyset Japanese kid who just hit 142 home runs in high school. <laughs> I'm sorry to look the him first up. Thing. kid is so funny. He looks like Babe Ruth. <laughs> Hell. Well... So does that interview mean a second edition of the Wayno promo guitar or some Yellowstone-themed cardinal hat to draw out the Jeffco pretend cowboys mm. whose only ranch experience is any time they douse their frozen pizza in it? Doug, that's from Carlos Spicy Wayno. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could be the cardinal marketing it up with Cabela's. Oh, it's over. <laughs> you get yourself a mini, little mini cardinal, uh, like a, a duck book. Oh, man, it's uh, over. A duck call? A duck call? Oh, my God. That would be interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, now the Cardinals are great. I hope they do nothing because I love this roster. <laughs> oh, Bill this DeWayne. is sarcasm. No, no, like this, is, this is what people want to hear, apparently. They don't like anything else but that. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm pumped for next year. I, what would it take to get really, you pumped for next year? What nothing. Would they have to I do? love this roster. No, are you kidding what, would, me? what would they have to do to no, get you I'll, pumped? I'll be there at least 20 games. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm thrilled, man. Is that what you want to hear? Just, like, just bozo from Jeffco when I— you can't say anything Jeffco negative taking about shots. You can't say anything negative about the Cardinals. It's insane. Again, as a rule of thumb, let's stop letting people who rent have opinions on how others <laughs> should run their businesses. <laughs> Doug, that's glove the, blogger Tom Draven. Gets down to your mortgage situation. <laughs> Doug, that's me, me, you, me and you are only yeah. ones able to talk. It's a good test. We might be two of the only people in the whole industry. Yeah. But I, I just don't know what... What what the fan like what they want to hear? That was a terrible season, and there's a chance to have a great season next year. Seriously, I think what Bill DeWitt said. I I don't know why everybody lost money in 2020 and COVID. I I don't know why three and a half years later that that's brought up. It, to me, it's laying that little baseline. It's laying mm-hmm. that cardinal totem pole. Of oh, like the totem pole. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that. I think that that first layer. Yeah. And then Bailey isn't going to be that second layer, and then there. Next thing you know, we're going to have a four-story mansion of reasons why the roster hasn't changed. Well, to see your 1996 investment grow from $50 million to $2 billion you in, like le- that. in less than 30 years. I didn't say he was not no, successful. No, that's what he's done. Yeah. I'm saying so he probably doesn't have a, a strong leg to stand on to say money's tight. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because like I, everybody lost money. The average Joe Schmoes lost a ton. Businesses mm-hmm. went under. I mean, you're still profiting. You're still bringing three million fans in the state. Like, I just don't know why that one brought up. That that's my only thing. Well, Unfortunately, would... Plowhawk is correct. The Bailey's lost revenue is going to impact the Cardinals for years to come. Uh, in this article, again, it's in the St. Louis Business Journal. So, tip of the cap to the Business Journal for getting the interview with uh, Bill Dewitt the Third. 
Uh, DeWitt says MLB teams, the Cardinals included, will likely, quote, take a step backwards in revenue on local TV, end quote, amid Bailey's bankruptcy, but said he expects a hybrid model in the future could return television broadcasts uh, revenue to where it sits today. He details the Cardinals' uh, television situation, and uh, the Cardinals are thinking about what the franchise would need to have in place if Bailey stopped making its payments and the team's broadcast rights were returned, because that did happen with uh, the Diamondbacks, for example, this year. Bailey's just stops paying. They've mm. paid some teams, most of the teams, but it's in play that they would, would stop. That's, this is what they're doing with some hockey teams as well. That would likely include working with MLB to produce and distribute Cardinal games. The Cardinals might also have to set up additional advertising sales operations related to the broadcast. He said that scenario would also include the team seeking to activate and market a direct-to-consumer product in which fans locally and outside the region could access telecasts without a cable subscription and without blackout restrictions. That's an option to what said the Cardinals are dying for, citing local fans among millions in the U.S. who have ditched cable packages in recent years. Quote, it's not a great idea when your customer wants your product and you fail to give it to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is yeah. baseball's conundrum right now. Right. Well, Palsy, in all seriousness, what would the Cardinals have to do just for you to say, okay, they made a, a good a good effort in the offseason. Now I'm kind of excited about 2024. Two starting pitchers. I, th- I think the offense, honestly, like, it, you, you got to cut dead weight in outfield, so you got to choose between Carlson or O'Neill. I don't really think either one of them, uh, Palacios, should get a chance. You got to have a stud starter. So whether it's Nola, Gray, I, and, and I don't really know the free agent list, but those are the two you start with. And then you make a trade for another starter. So you move Michaelis and Matt down, I agree, three or four, four or five. And I think you're there. I think you give younger guys an opportunity, and I don't know if Mason wins on the everyday roster. The offense is there. Mason Wynn will Mason be the starting shortstop. I would be very surprised otherwise. I, don't, I mean, I don't know that, but that would be my expectation. I think the starter, but you're going to have to spend money, and that I just don't see him outbidding the Yankees, the Red Sox, and whoever may be in on that list. Well, that's the problem. So I it's mean, not like I'm acting for 10 players. You know, you'd love to see Montgomery, Snell, yeah. Nola, but – there's other teams that need pitching, and this isn't like the destination spot anymore. Like, God, I want to be a Cardinal, greatest fans, and you know that that era's over. So you can go we're out and try to get the best fans these in things. baseball anymore. We are. We, we just... never were. <gasps> but but aren't you a renter? You can... <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's shut actually up. really good. T-shirt. Yeah, but you still gotta. They want to come here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not gonna overbid these other teams to get them. You're not gonna pay more than you should. So. You know, that's the problem. You know, you got all these teams that need these three or four studs that are out there that if they don't want to come here and they sign somebody else, nothing they can do about that. A lot of talk uh, in Derek Gould's chat about Sonny Gray and the Cardinals uh, and Aaron Nola. So yeah. that doesn't mean that they will get them. Right. Yeah, those other teams will want those guys too. Mm-hmm. You say the same thing all the time. You are over the top with the criticism. I'm not being an ass about it, but it does get old. Mm. We know what they need to do, but they don't have the means to do it unless they risk a huge loss. As far as the giveaways, everybody does it. I bought tickets to an A-Spring training game a few years ago, and I got I get all their emails. It's the same crap as the Cardinals. Doug, that's Chairman Steve, and he's in Wildwood okay. at the moment. Well, yeah, yeah like I, 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 I'm not saying the Cardinals, it's exclusive to them. 
But, like, does every fan have to preach that the Cardinals are like, why can't they overspend on some, why can't they? Well, they have. They overspent on Carpenter and Fowler. Well, again, this is all about Mozilla. It's all about town evaluation. Like, it, I'm not saying DeWitt hasn't spent money. I think you need to get rid of Mozilla. I've been saying that for four or five years. I, I think spending the money on appropriate players is the way to go. But, like, to say that they're tight as if, like, Bill DeWitt's, like, shaking his dollar bill at, like, a valet, you know, driving a Honda Accord, I just don't see that. I, I don't know why they can't spend seven years, $200 million on one pitcher. You know, I, I don't know why St. Louis has to say, well, we're mid-market, and the fans should go, oh, yeah, you're right. We don't need to spend money. And then you have a bad year, and you go, well, we got to spend a little money, but we not not too much. Mm. I'm not preaching. I'm preaching the same thing because the same thing has happened year after year after year. We overpay on a player who, you know, an extra year. You know, Contreras is a great example. Fowler is a great example. You're talking Cecil. You're talking Andrew Miller. Like, there's a trend. I'm repeating myself mainly because the Cardinals – are repeating their same mistakes year in and year out. So I, I'm sorry if you don't like to hear that. And I love Stephen Wildwood, but like I, to say Cardinals should be cheap and are cheap asses. Like you just you have to spend money in this league now. And if you I don't want to, you're going to be in the bottom of the barrel. I think they've spent the money. They've just given it to the wrong people. Again, that's my that's my point. Mosellock needs to go. Like there are things that need to happen that won't. But he's the guy that's picking out all the players and handing out all the checks. To guys who do not work out. Is it just that, that, primarily that's, his ascot? That's not a broken record. Like, you don't like his ascot, right? <laughs> I hate everything about it. I, like Brooks Brothers, all it's just a poster boy of just, I mean, he's 10-year path in prime. Oh. <laughs> the texters who stick up for billionaires like DeWitt who cry poor because the pandemic cost them a few years of record-setting profits need to shove a cork in oh. it. These pompous douches like to use their complex financial terms to confuse the brain-dead B-fibs and convince them that one free agent per offseason is tolerable. Doug, that's from Little Tommy Tribbins. Okay. Let's yes. take the socioeconomic element out of it for a moment. Ascots and the like. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the core problems that I see the Cardinals having at the moment is Paul Goldschmidt, 36 years old, under contract for one more year. Noan Arenado will be 33 on April 16th. And I gather one of the thought processes that the Cardinals have is we had these two guys play together for multiple years. Not as long as, like, the MV3, but still multiple years. The MV3 was able to deliver a world championship, multiple appearances in NLCSs, and in another pennant in addition in 2004. And if the Cardinals are really, if I say forcing the issue, it colors the conversation, so that's not fair. But committed to trying to get a championship before the window closes with Goldschmidt and Arenado under contract. And again, you can say, well, they can extend Goldschmidt. That's fine, but that means you're going to have him under contract for at least his 37-year-old season and maybe his 38-year-old season. I don't know if he wants to do that. I don't know if the team wants to do that. But either way, you have these guys over here who are who are aging, and one is up after next year, and then you have a clear deficiency in the starting pitching, which then requires a long-term spend in order to land, take your pick of whichever free agent starters they would go after. Aaron Nola and Blake Snell are going to get monster, monster deals. And so then you are paying for them, as is the case with any other team, for their decline years. 
and both of those guys are also in their 30s. So what can happen is you overpay, but then you create salary-slash-payroll albatrosses when Arnato and Goldschmidt aren't here. And so you kind of are moving in, and by in I mean all in, on a one- or two-year window with those two players, but then you're paying for the starters well beyond that window when they begin their decline. And also, and this is one of the things that Derek Gould talked about in his chat yesterday, Iggy's heard enough. <laughs> it's almost like a, a mic drop. Oh, my God. Um, Aaron Nola has pitched 400-plus innings the last two years. Now, you can say that's a great thing for durability, or you can say, uh-oh, he might be due for a regression as far mm-hmm. as his durability. It depends on your perspective, and that's what the Cardinals' front office job is to uh, be able to project that. So you have that. Blake Snell strikes guys out left and right. You saw what Zach Wheeler did in the first few innings last night against the Braves. But when you strike out guys, it's a wonderful thing. Probably is going to lead to a Cy Young for him, but that also means that you're uh, throwing a lot of pitches and may not be able to go deep into ball games. So you have to balance that out, especially if the Cardinals are also wanting to tend to the bullpen as well. Personally, what I would like to see, what I would have liked to see them do is pivot just because I think they're so far. And pivot, I mean, just go, okay, we need to take some steps back because I just think it's so far from a pitching standpoint from being a team that can challenge uh, for a world championship or a pennant. So that's that's why I think they're in a really weird mm-hmm. spot. And I think the owner, uh, which I understand, and if anything, I appreciate wants to be con- uh, in contention every single year, but sometimes it just doesn't work out and you have to take a step backwards. I think what frustrates the fan base is kind of this hybrid message of, well, we have to be responsible, but we're going to be competitive next year. In order to be competitive next year, first off, what is a return to contention is the phrase. What does that mean? Does it mean National League Central? Does it mean National League? Because there's a difference, I think, at this moment. And uh, in order to do that, you're really going to have to allocate some dollars, but also, more importantly, the years. And that's that's going to be tough because it's not like Arenado and Goldschmidt are both 30 and under contract for the next five years. The window's closing, and if that's really important to you, you're taking on some risk with committing big-time dollars to long-term years. And yeah. taste me. I don't know. Oh, I never can finish it. I never can finish it. That's all right. It. You finished it just fine. I I think one thing that might happen is a trade of Goldschmidt. I think without a doubt he is a a declining asset. His numbers say he doesn't catch up to the fastball like he did just a year ago. He makes a ton of money, and he still has a lot of value. I think you might be able to get a young pitcher for him and save $30 million a year. You got Luke and Baker, who was just a triple-A MVP. Don't you have to give him a shot at some point or maybe move Walker to first base? You might be able to... To get out from underneath Goldschmidt's contract, get a decent player in return, and give some of the young players a shot. And don't don't forget Yamamoto from Japan. He's an option. I don't know if the car. I mean, I, I have no idea what the Cardinals are interested in. So it's just you're just throwing names at a wall and trying to see if they're going to even talk to the player. But that's a great starting pitcher. Probably be eighty or ninety million, I guess, since like the rough estimate. So maybe you don't have to spend two hundred million. Maybe you can find two guys like that. You just need to not have Libertor be in the rotation. I, I think you just need guys like that to realize that they're, you know, they're the bullpen guys. Yeah. And he was successful he in the bullpen. He looked pretty good in the bullpen. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I just don't want to go into a season where we have that fifth starter and basically between three guys we're going to just throw three or four innings of just and get shelled. Yeah. I think you need to just sure up the, the starting pitcher. They have to be really disappointed in Libertor. Because oh, when they got him, you. he was ranked as one of the top pitchers in all of minor league baseball. They really thought he was going to be a top-of-the-rotation type of guy at some point. And now he's not a, anywhere in the rotation type of guy. The truth of the matter is that the Cardinals just aren't good enough. Look at the lineups of the Braves, Dodgers, and Phillies. The Cardinals just are not in the same class talent-wise. That's from the reluctant cuck. Well, that's talking lineups. Then you get into the starting staffs. And and that's one of the things Ken Rosenthal, uh, Doug, I guess he's been listening to the show. I didn't know that he, he did, but he wrote Well, he in. owns his home. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Are you in your own little world over there? Checking an email. Checking it. <laughs> yeah, I got my email back up. It was that time of the okay. month yesterday. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I got to okay. go on the tech line now. <laughs> what did Ken Rosenthal say? Uh, well, yeah, we got a lot going on now. Mm. Uh, Ken Rosenthal wrote a story, uh, a long form story on The Athletic yesterday. Uh, about Major League Baseball's playoff format. The five-day layoff between the end of the regular season and start of the division series is not the reason the Orioles trail the Rangers two games to none. It's not the reason the Dodgers dropped game one of their series to the Diamondbacks on Clayton Kershaw Saturday night. The Diamondbacks also beat them last night, so the Dodgers are a loss away from being eliminated. Uh, but the story was written yesterday. And it might not be the reason any of the top seeds, even if they lose uh, in this round, still a second straight elimination for the Braves in particular would generate discussion about the fairness of the current postseason format, which began last season. There are no easy answers. There have been no easy answers since 1969, the start of the divisional era. From that moment on, the teams with the best regular season records in each league no longer were assured of playing in the World Series. MLB thought it accounted for everything with its new system. First-round buys for the top two division winners in each league, home games for only the higher-seeded teams in the wild-card round. But the addition of the best-of-three wild-card series created a five-day layoff for the teams with buys. A layoff of that length might, repeat, might be too much. For more than four decades in the, the divisional era, the threat of rust from an extended layoff did not exist. From 1969 to 1993, the division champion advanced directly to the LCS. From 95 to 2011, each league only had one wild card, and the division series started right away. The troubles begun with the addition of the second wild card in each league, which led to the creation of the wild card game, and a three-day layoff for the NLDS champion for the division champions from 12 to 19, and again in 21. The current five-day layoff is longer than teams get at the All-Star break, accounting to an anomaly for what is an everyday sport. A two-year sample is hardly large enough for anyone to form adequate conclusions. The buy team still could end up winning the majority of the four-division series, but as much as those clubs tried to create competitive environments during their respective layoffs, for example, the Braves, Dodgers, and Orioles all played simulated games in front of fans, their efforts might prove to be futile. Uh, and then he goes on to lay out the situation with uh, those teams. So the Dodgers are facing elimination and the Orioles are facing elimination. The Phillies and Braves are now tied after an Atlanta comeback last night and a ridiculous catch and double play of Bryce Harper. Uh, and, uh, and then the Astros and Twins are tied in that series. And my overall premise on it is, is that you play 162 games and the, the teams that dominate the regular season are not the ones rewarded. And one can point out, well, you can say that in 
football and in basketball and in hockey, but it's not apples to apples because of the number of games and also the fact that baseball, as Ken Rosenthal wrote, is an everyday sport, and now you're creating um, a different set of circumstances that may not be advantageous. So uh, I don't really know what the solution is. I thought the fairest one uh, was the three-division winners and the wild card and one wild card. But again, in order for them to do that, they're going to have to reduce playoff games, which means you're taking away revenue, which is something, therefore, is most likely a non-starter. So money wins out over competitive integrity. And who knows how much revenue you're talking about by just keeping more teams in the exactly. race. Exactly. Right. And television ratings. Exactly yeah. right. You're exactly right. So it's a yeah. tough spot. It's, yeah. a, it's a tough spot. So the best regular season team, there was a uh, producer Joe always uh, sends me things uh, when because we, we have Taylor Twelman on every Tuesday, and uh, the coach of uh, Cincinnati's team who went to DeSmet, uh, Pat Noonan, am I right? That's the head coach of. That sounds yeah. right. Uh, he said, "Winning the Doug, do you like this? The Supporter Shield? No, I hate that. The Supporter Shield. Come on, is more indicative of a great season and a bigger accomplishment than winning the MLS Cup. And his reasoning is somewhat similar." to what I'm talking about and that you play 34 games and as opposed to 90 minutes if you're letting 18 teams into the playoffs, which MLS does. Yeah. Well, so I guess that's just the way it's going to have to be. It's like fantasy sports. It's harder to win the league than it is to playoffs. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm not sure there's any way out of it. Right. I know that's the thing. We're presenting a problem, but don't really have a solution Mm -hmm. for it. Yeah. Uh, the people are not happy now. Oh, no. It's been six minutes of attention not being on Iggy. He got so fed up, he first loudly stormed off the air. (laughs) When he returned, as Tim was in the middle of giving a scolding hot take, Iggy was so devastated, he started to play videos at full volume on his phone. (laughs) He's the best. He's from South City Otis. (laughs) Guys, this has to be performance art from Ken, right? (laughs) Within three minutes span, he leaves the studio mid-segment, followed by the 9,000 hijack via his phone's audio. He's a horse's ass for doing that! I don't know. Some hedonism, Chuck. I'm (laughs) guessing Hubbard gets some sort of welfare tax break by having Ken on the payroll. It's from the Illsider. I will say this. You reach a certain age where when you have to go to the restroom, you got to go now. You don't have to go five minutes from now. You got to go right now. Been there and done that, Iggy. I know how that goes. Got to go. You got to go. Yeah, you really do. You really, truly do. Pardon me. I'll be back in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another opportunity. Larry Nickel joins us now oh. with the WWE oh. recap. Okay. Uh, good morning, Larry. Hello. Hello, Nixie. Well, not much up with us. How's uh, Brooke Burns? Uh, She's not on now. Ooh. Who's on? Uh, A certain station. I can't say what it is because it's Channel 4's competitor. Oh, and Doug, you are very Well, I'm not even there anymore, Larry. You can say who's on Local news. We're at Channel 5 home. Sorry, Doug. Yeah. What channel is Laura Hedegaard on? Four. Yeah. Well, what? I figured that's what he was watching. Oh. Now I'm watching Channel 2. Okay. Well, that's fine. Some people like things, and some nice. people don't like other things. Yeah, that's nice. I know, but I like watching Channel 4 better when you are, Doug. Oh, well, I appreciate that, Larry. It's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> so, what anyway. happened on the, on the presentation <laughs> last night? I was just going to get to that, Doug. Thanks for asking. Okay. 
There was there was two title matches last night. Two of them. Yeah, two. Okay. One was for the NXT Women's Championship. Okay. Becky Lynch, who who just got medically cleared last night to defend her title against King and Knox. And of course, Becky Lynch won and retained her title. Okay. And after the match, Becky Lynch gave props to Tegan Knox for having one heck of a match. Oh, okay. That was nice of her. Good sportsmanship there. Yeah, that is good sportsmanship. Yeah. And then the second title match was made on the fly was for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. The current champions, Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso, took on four champions, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And the winners of the match and still undisputed tag team champions, Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. Mm. Okay. Exciting fracas, no doubt. Yeah, which means next week, Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso take the titles next week to Raw mm. to defend them again against another set of four tag team champions, Damian Priest and Finn Balor. David Freeze? That's correct. No, no. That's what he's doing Damian now? Priest. Oh, did he a priest? Yeah. Okay. Did you go to SmackDown uh, Friday? I had to work. Oh. Why, was it here? Yeah, John yeah, Cena here came in St. Louis. Oh. John Cena made his return. Well, I'm sorry you didn't get to go, Larry. That kind of hurts. That's okay, but anyway, speaking about John Cena, oh. he won his tag team match with, he teamed with L.A. Knight, and he beat Jay Uso's brother, Jimmy, and their younger brother, Solo Sokoa, in a tag team match at Fastlane, which happened this past Saturday. Mm. Okay. Cool. All right. The top five countries? What about the countries? Okay. Number five would be Colombia. Oh. Strong performance First against uh, the yeah. LSU Tigers. Some of the most beautiful women in the world in Colombia. Shakira. Got that white. We talked a lot I mean, about cocaine the, earlier. Maybe that's why yeah, full circle. Got in the top five. I meant I meant the country Colombia, not Colombia, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. Sofia Vergara. Colombia, the mm-hmm. country for sure. She uh she was friends with Edgar Renteria growing up. Did you yeah, know that? He, no, really. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he was from Colombia. Yeah. Can I get to the country, please? Yes. Gosh, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Number four will be England. Number three will be Australia. Mm. Number two, Canada. Number one, United States of America. Okay. Yes. That's a nice win. Canada and the U.S. have been number one and two for a long time. Yep. I like where we are. Mm-hmm. Larry, God bless you, and God bless these United States of America. Yeah, God bless America. There All right, thank you, Nick. the best in the business. Larry Nicholson, your okay. email's in. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. Big doings here. Uh, this is, am I in the wrong captain's log, Jackson? I, don't, I guess you don't know if I am. It says Tuesday, though, but it says Gabe. I guess that's just from oh, yesterday. Oh, my bad. That's did, on me. Unless the colonel wanted to come back on. I wish. No. Yeah, it's uh, such a great call. No, sorry. That's on me. Uh, four pack of tickets to Six Flags Fright Fest. That is today as well. Though, yes. Right? Okay. Yes, sir. Fright Fest happening select days. Uh, now, through October 29th, Plowhawk will be there. The fear returns this fall with 15 haunted attractions like haunted houses, scare zone shows, and rides 
in the dark. Buck Swope currently leading with three wins. Tiger Terry, JV Golf Coach, and the Calcified Ear all have uh-huh. wins in the month of October for the Design Air Heating and Cooling. Calcified Ear, that's how he's known? <laughs> Email of the day. Design Air is online at designairservice.com. Doug, three more days of wonderful weather, then we're going to shut her down. I think okay? so. Yeah. All right. Is that fine? It's not fine, but I'll have to deal with it. Uh, Get that furnace tuned up now because you're probably going to be needing it within the next couple of weeks. And when you do, go to Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Seth Goldcamp and his staff will come out. They will tune it up, make sure it's firing on all cylinders for the cold weather months in St. Louis. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Send your emails in for QFTA to TMCKERNAN at InsideSTL.com. Anything goes, uh, but if it's an erratic story, you move to the front of the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just be ready. I would think so. Yeah, thank you yeah. very much. That's Design Air Heating and Cooling, sponsor of our email today, the morning after, at InsideSTL.com. When you say some people like things, the erotic story are the things that you like. Mm-hmm. That's at the top of the list. Yeah, and we've got this swinger audio. Iggy? Uh, Jackson was going to put it in. So I'm sure it, it will be. If it goes in there, we'll play it. What sort of swinger audio? Jackson probably crestfallen. And, 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 I could feel the crest from here. Do it the, I just got to do it. The, I can't re- cut audio while the show is also recording. I'd have to leave. Oh. Well, I'd have to leave the my booth and go to a different booth to do yeah. that. And I have to sign into my Instagram on a different account. And I have to remember to sign now. It's a whole <clears> thing. So I'll just do it at the break. Okay. Well, we want you to have a the break off. You need some rest. I, not, I don't take the REM break, sleep. breaks where I do my real work. Oh. I got a lot of REM sleep last night. Did you? How much REM sleep? Oh, let me give you the specific number. Okay. How much do you think I got? Uh, three hours. That'd be pretty good. I'll go 2.15. Two hours and 34 minutes. Okay. It's pretty good, though. It's pretty good for me. I, it's real good. Is that good? Yeah, if you're getting over two and a half hours of REM sleep. Yeah. Locked in. I bet I was having a little fantasy session in my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll carry that over because he's got this audio okay. uh, that's coming up in the next segment. Close out the Munganass St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. This is TMA from the Global Ultra Studios.